friends. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Retro Game Guys podcast, lucky number 13. I'm Dustin, your host, and I'm joined by my three good friends, the retro gaming guru. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> You're leaving that one in. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah, no, all right. The, obs- <laughs> the obsessive collector, JP. Collect them all. And the infrequent gamer, Alex. That's me. All right. Le- I'm going to toss this to Zach for a few updates. I hope he can get through it. <laughs> all right. So if you haven't already, please check out our previous episode on Tecmo Bowl. That's right. We covered the game and played a double elimination tournament, which I loved, by the way. It was such a of great course, tournament. Of you, you loved did. it? Yeah, I loved it. What's not to love? There's a little salt coming from the other side it's of the true. table here. You can watch every play uh, that we did on YouTube. <laughs> Just go- <laughs> If you're that bored. I do every day, by the way. I watch it like crazy over and over. Uh, just, go to, just go to retrogamegues.com and link. And there's a link to our YouTube channel. Yeah, or you can just search uh, F. Michael Singletary on there. Um, <laughs> we're Co- salty. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. okay. it is, yeah. That's right. Just so, you guys. Commenting on the episode, listener at Mr. Von, Mr. Don Van Dam said, I can attest that the episode is actually more entertaining than the Super Bowl. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I Maybe totally agree. Tony Romo sound boring. <laughs> we also wanted to say thank you to our friend Brad at Tecmo Bowl v- uh, versus RBI who posted expert analysis <laughs> videos. You guys uh, check those, those are out. Those so great. Those are so great. Yeah, I go to them. our Twitter and check them out. He broke down every key game in our tournament. Uh, yeah, he, he knows way more about the game than any of us, obviously. Man, I was like, what is he even talking about? <laughs> thank you, Brad. <laughs> thank you. And all I got to say is hashtag Chicago wins. Yeah. Undefeated. Undefeated, yeah. By the way, I'm, I, I promise I'm done harassing you guys about me winning the tournament. Right. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, but ends. so we just have to deal with your weekly harassment of us winning <laughs> every single week. Cool. All right. Well, before we move on, just give me a second. It's it's kind of hot in here. I got to take my sweatshirt off. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Are you fine? Oh, God. <laughs> For our listeners at home, Zach has now revealed to us a Chicago football t-shirt. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> you like this, he's, huh? he's obviously not gloating at all. Look at this. Uh, Alex is taking a photo, so here I'm posing. Yeah, what great. A jerk. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was proud of this, by the way, because it, it's not a Bears shirt. It's just Chicago football. This yeah. is like, you know, With Tech a little Illinois in the middle you there. Like that? That's interesting. Okay. All right. So you guys get just to stare the at this the whole rest of the episode. Great. So yeah. well, great. We usually just stare at you the whole episode. <laughs> Go. You're welcome. As we fall asleep. <laughs> All right, Mr. Alex. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, uh, entranced by that uh, fantastic Chicago t-shirt. It's so good. Reminds you of those good times. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Alex's face right now. It's a gold. Please, yeah. Please continue. Once again, a reminder for our Bay Area friends: the Retro Game Guys will be at the San Jose Super Toy and Comic Book Show. Uh, that's happening on March 2nd and 3rd at the San Clara Fairground. So if you're around, stop by, say hi. And while you're there, you could get an autograph from Karen Allen from the Indiana Jones and the, uh, was it, Crystal Kingdom? That's Crystal not, Skull? That's not a movie. Didn't it doesn't exist. No, that's no. what it says here in the script. Ra- oh, no, I'm sorry. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and Scrooge. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have her sign my copy of Tecmo Bowl while she's there. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was in that game too, just like the other guy who signed your copy, That's right? right? Dwight. <laughs> or have her, have her sign a copy of Zelda too. <laughs> so there you go. She's going to look like, at you real confused. This is like Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? I actually, did, I actually did look in my collection to see if I had a Raiders of the Lost Ark game. There is one for the 2600. Yeah. I don't have it. I, have, I, I don't have it. I played it. It's fun. You should hold something really tight in your hand and have her sign your hand like that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. And it burned into his palm. <laughs> 
Oh man, is she gotten that over the years? Probably. Oh. Did she wear, wear the dress from the movie, the white dress? Did she wear to show up in that? that? Dude, <laughs> I will pay money if you did that. Please wear the Chicago shirt underneath it. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, JP, your turn. Yeah. So we wanted to say thanks to listeners who have sent us emails, uh, including Jamarcus uh, Funkmelon. <laughs> If that's your real name, that's sir. Great, that's a great name. I hope it's his real name. Yeah. Who said, uh, I've only been listening for a week, but I'm totally hooked and I'm telling everybody I know about you guys. Uh, he goes on to say that the show really brings me back to when chords were a real hazard in the living room and word of mouth <laughs> yeah. was the only way yeah, to win. Right. Exactly. So true. Uh, he also just suggested we go Secret of Mana for the SNES. All right. Great game. Yeah. Thank you, Jamarcus. And know that chords are still hazards in all of our game <laughs> rooms. Well, especially in the podcast room. Where yes. Chords everywhere. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Wasn't that like the biggest tragedy when you were with, at someone's house or they, they were coming back from the bathroom and then trip on that chord <laughs> uh-huh. and the whole thing's right off? In the middle. Like, no, 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 everything. no. I'm next. Oh I'm next. God. I'm next. And uh, yeah. faceplant. And the, the Nintendo would freeze. Yeah. You know, oh, just, yeah. It would even freeze if you plugged in a second controller into the port sometimes. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah, oh, I hated very that. Very uh, twitchy. Uh, yeah, so just a real quick update from me. Uh, the One of our previous episodes, Zach talked about uh, the old Tiger LCD games. Battletoads, I think it was, it was wasn't Battle it? Battletoads, yeah. I believe. And, and uh, that there was a dra- double dragon and all that stuff. And he said something about the Gauntlet one. I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever played that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I uh, looked it up on... Uh, eBay and immediately a wave of nostalgia passed over me as I remember playing that thing sure, until gas. right that too, <laughs> uh, but I uh, remember playing that thing until like all odd hours underneath the sheets hoping my parents wouldn't come uh, out and, and knock on the door. <laughs> Shut up, uh, are you <laughs> sure it was the Tiger game? Uh, yeah, come on, yeah. And there were some magazines <laughs> on there too. All right, so, so anyway, point being, Tiger game. Rawr. Point mm-hmm. being, I found it for like fifteen bucks on eBay. I bought it, brought it home. Now wife was like, what are you doing under there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. Just my tiger game. I'm playing my I'm playing gauntlet, gauntlet. Playing gauntlet in LCD form. Go back to oh, sleep. Wait a second. Hold on. But you, there's no like backlight on it. <laughs> were you playing it with oh, like I a had, flashlight I had a flashlight, yeah. We had these emergency flashlights that were probably a good like foot long. And I just have it like up on my shoulder and like be playing. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought you would have one of those ones on your like head. Like when you go to the attic or anything. Yeah. I'm going spelunking. How is the game? tiger. Oh, it's so primitive and stupid, but uh, it's if I think if you anyone if I just like hand it to my kid, I should try this. I'll hand it to one of my kids and see what they think. But uh, for me, it was just so much fun to play that again because um, you get the keys and you kill the monsters and you you know open doors. It's like it's a lot like Gauntlet in super simplified form, but mm. um, you know it, it it would not hold interest to anybody. I think today, bring it next time. We'll play it. We'll do. Yeah. We'll do. All right, now let's get into the show. For this episode, we're covering the action-adventure classic The Legend of Zelda, released in 1987 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And if you'd like to give The Legend of Zelda a play before listening to the rest of this episode, there are a few options. You can play it on the Switch if you subscribe to the Nintendo Switch online service. That's uh, how I was playing it this week. Uh, Ah. It's also available on the Nintendo uh, NES Classic System. Of course, there's the original cart, and lastly, emulation with all the legal considerations that you know of by now. In this Legend of Zelda episode, Zach will take us through the history of the game. We'll then chat as a group about our memories of the game, our experiences replaying it, and we'll also see who came out on top in our friendly score competition. Not so friendly sometimes. <laughs> JP will <Chicago>. then <laughs> right. <laughs> JP will then school us on the world of collecting. We'll do our retro game giveaway where someone will win an original copy of The Legend of Zelda. And this week, we're going to wrap with a special interview. Zach's going to tell us more about it in a few minutes. And if you want to win our next retro game giveaway, like last week's winner at Andy VGR, head over to at Retro Game Guys on Facebook or Twitter. Follow us and join the conversation. Simple as that. 
So to kick us off, here's Zach to give us a bit of the background, history, and interesting facts about The Legend of Zelda. Thank you, Dustin. Well, to set the mood, I wanted to show you guys a gift my good friend Scott sent me for my birthday last Uh-oh. year. Check Better this out. Better not be another t-shirt. <laughs> No, it's not. Is it another patch? Look at this. What the? Oh, Oh boy. It's a sword. Is this the murder episode? (laughs) Is that like a legitimate sword? This is, this, yeah, here you go. Please someone take this. It is a replica Zelda master sword. It is metal. It is sharp. Um, by the way, I wouldn't dare show my wife this. She already makes fun of me enough. (laughs) (laughs) She'd give you a wow emoji. Yeah, but she does every time. Yeah, so just got this big box in the mail one day and I was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> of the sword. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> All right, moving on to the game quickly. Oh, yeah, you geez. guys pass it around. This is, crazy. And, and this is amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's this. a it's a full on metal sword with a nice little etching. I guess that's a Zelda uh, logo or something. The Triforce. Right Triforce. Yeah. Well, this would be probably from. And the, then uh, uh, the the hilt is uh, actually plastic. Yeah, and I was digging out this too. It comes with a, a shield wow. mounting plate you put on the wall that you can yeah. slide the sword in there. Full on sword. You want to check that out, guys? Wow. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't shoot beams when your hearts are full, though. Unfortunately, but <laughs> it'll do. Wow. <laughs> All right. So while you guys pass that around and hopefully you don't cut your fingers off, let me uh, get into the history of the game here. The Legend of Zelda is an action adventure game by Nintendo, first released in Japan in 1986 on the Famicom Disk System. And a year later, in 1987, it came to the United States on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And that came in the cartridge format. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be focusing on the NES version in this episode. The Legend of Zelda was programmed by legendary video game programmer Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you're going to know that Miyamoto also was a creator of Donkey Kong and the Mario series. It feels like we pretty much mentioned Miyamoto in almost every episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the best of the best. Uh, Mr. Tezuka also contributed greatly to early Mario games and was responsible for the story and script for The Legend of Zelda. It's quite the tag team these guys were. Uh, During the development of Legend of Zelda, Miyamoto said that he wanted to make an adventure that gave people the thrill similar to Indiana Jones. And he was also inspired by, uh, he was inspired by exploring hillsides, forests, and caves when he was a kid. So that's like two games that we covered that were inspired by Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Pitfall being the other one. Pitfall. Pitfall. <laughs> when Legend of Zelda came out on the NES, it looked uh, nothing like other games on the shelf. The game cartridge was gold and shiny, and the box, also gold, featured a cutout where you could see part of the gold cart inside. You guys remember that box? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I ever saw the, the box. I remember the cart very vividly because yeah. it was. I was like, yeah. what is that? It's gold. Gold. Yeah. Gold. Gold. gold I have a box, like a pristine box in the garage. I'm afraid to even touch it, by the way, because it's in this like hard case for many years. But yeah, there's like a little cutout. You can see the gold cart inside. Um, and it's the only game on the NES that was a different color. Okay. Every other game is that gray color. I was going to say, the, I was just looking except at Except for the knockoff. I was looking to see That's if right. there was another yeah. uh, gold cart. Yeah, no. Well, Zelda 2 was, but, but, but besides the Zelda games, yeah. I have that franchise now. Yeah, absolutely. So the inserts in the game were also unique. The game came with a 46-page full-color manual. Oh, yeah. A lot of the manuals back then were like simple black and white things, so this really stood out. It featured illustrations, a detailed story, lists and, and tips to get through the first couple of dungeons. Um, also in the box, there was a fold-out map with a sticker seal. So I guess it's sealed to help you resist the urge to, I guess, read it for spoilers. I don't know. (laughs) Weird. Um, This again was very special because most games, like I said at the time, were very simple, you know, very few things in the box. Yeah. Well, this game needs it. We'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah, totally. Well, Miyamoto was worried to your point there that Zelda fans in the U S might think the game was a little too complex. 
Um, in gameplay testing, they noticed that it took up to 10 hours for certain players to start feeling comfortable with the game. Agreed. It's a lo- <laughs> I, no, I, I'm I w- serious. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this uh, this could have led to Nintendo going a little bit you know, overboard with the manual and tips just to make sure that the game was a bit more approachable. So did you... So you had a bit Absolutely of a hard time with- read the manual i this game i mean i i get it there we will talk about some people who played it and beat it quickly and all that stuff i don't know how you play this game without the without the manual or walkthroughs or stuff i you, you just go to the first screen there's no intro or anything i'm like cool there's a <laughs> there's a couple of paths in a black hole what now i want to know did you go in the the door to get the sword because i i remember playing it with friends when i was a kid that would like wander off without getting the sword and yeah. then you're really hosed so i i didn't play it until i had the manual because I was like, I, I had heard or I'd seen the manual and just judging by the fact it was a 46 full page, <laughs> full color uh, manual with uh, maps and all that stuff. I was like, well, uh, then there's no point in even until I get this printed out. So I printed it out at work and, and uh, had it next to me all folded out. And yeah, that was the only way to get through it for me at all. <laughs> and the game is not that big compared to games today, like Breath of the Wild or something. But back sure. then that was much, much bigger than you know, any game out there you definitely got your money's worth with this game too with i mean you know even like they're saying 10 hours just kind of getting comfortable with it but like that's great for how much money this game costs i right. mean that's worth it it's right true. Totally. definitely true so as for the plot of the game i'm sure most of you know the basics of the legend of zelda you're the hero link on a quest to collect and join eight pieces of the triforce of wisdom a mysterious power that is needed to defeat the evil ganon uh ganon, why, why, can i what? just throw in here why is the thing called the triforce have eight pieces that, uh, I don't like that. Oh, the story said the yeah. Zelda Princess Zelda, right? She broke it up. She broke it up into well, eight pieces. Why didn't why didn't why didn't uh, Zelda break it up into nine? There's a manual. manuals there. I can't remember if Zelda broke it up or was it Impa that broke it up. Let's take a look. Zelda fans right now are going like, I can't believe those guys those don't know. Mr. That, Zelda went yeah. and, sh- and saved it, right? Right, totally. <laughs> He's the yeah. guy with the sword. Oh wait, he doesn't even <laughs> yeah. have a sword when he starts. Right. Just okay. kidding. I know his name is Link. We'll, don't, we'll figure it out. Don't, you, don't at me. Well, somebody <laughs> broke the dang thing up and put it everywhere, so he's got to find it and put it together. There you go. Someone read the dang manual while I'm doing the history, please. Come on. I, got, I can't do two jobs at once here. All you right. can't even do one. That's true. <laughs> Guilty. All right. Well, anyway, so besides the Triforce of Wisdom being spread around everywhere, Ganon kidnapped- In eight pieces. In eight pieces. Ganon kidnapped the Princess Zelda, and he holds the Triforce of Power, and you need both Triforces to restore peace to the land of Hyrule, and you know who knows what Ganon would do if he had both. Uh, now, the story isn't revolutionary. Dance party. <laughs> yeah. I now have everything I need for a massive dance party. Yeah. <laughs> That's not in the manual, by the way. Uh, the story isn't revolutionary, but the universe that this game established was brilliant, and it became a foundation for so many games in the future. Can I just say that Alex is tweeting in the middle of this episode? <laughs> I, I just got a tweet on my watch. You got to check out that the Chicago. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Chicago t-shirt yeah. picture is With already live. Fits very, very well, by the way. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, Zelda uh, <laughs> split up split up the uh, Triforce of Wisdom into eight pieces and hid it. Throughout the uh, throughout the kingdom to prevent uh, Ganon from it's called the Triforce. Why isn't it in joining. three multiples of three? I was the powers. The same thing. I, so no, no, there's, there's there because there's three Triforces. I think. So then what? Okay, so then where's the third mind. one? Well, oh know. wait, oh maybe the right. third, the we're second be, time I'm, you play around the game. To death. We're never going to finish the segment. See, we should have, we should have paid attention to the day. It has story. a whole story. It says a long time ago and da 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 da. There you it's go. Read the land before time. Read the dang manual. So getting to the gameplay here, uh, Legend of Zelda is an open-world adventure with a three-quarter overhead view. It has 128 screens in the overworld, which felt like a 1,000 when you were a kid. Totally. 
and up to dozens of screens in any of the nine underworld labyrinths. I also catch myself calling them dungeons oh, all the time. So I'm sure I'm no, no, for sure. That, call that, them they're labyrinths? Really? I just call them dungeons. Yeah, in the manual it says labyrinths. I was okay. like, oh, really? I thought they were dungeons my whole life. All right. All right. I never gonna... saw David Bowie in there. <laughs> <laughs> the game encourages exploration, and you will surely Deep find... Cool. <laughs> right. uh, you'll find secrets as you poke around forest caves and lake areas and mountains of course uh, you can access some dungeons there you go I mean labyrinths <laughs> out of order so it's common to show up in places that you're not prepared for did you guys do that I'm curious Dustin if you did that well so in the manual it kind of it marks out the level of each of the, the dungeons labyrinths whatever you want to call them so I, I tried to stick to that I did do I did not I, we'll talk more about in the gameplay I didn't just dive straight into the uh, um, dungeons but I did try to do them in order that's good. There is some opportunities to do them out of order, which may make it a bit easier. But mm. I remember as a kid, just, oh, what is that? Oh, level eight. I'm going to see how far I get. And then, yeah, you That's die. That's what I did. I went right to level eight. And I'm like, oh, here's level eight. And I went back out. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the rhythm of the game is simple. So you explore. That's the, the heart of the game, really. You find an entrance to the next labyrinth. Um, each labyrinth has a special dungeon treasure uh, revealed by killing enemies and solving clues. You defeat a boss, and when you beat the boss, you get two prizes. You get a heart container, which expands your number of hearts, and you get a piece of the Triforce. With each labyrinth, you become stronger, and all pieces of the Triforce are required to enter Ganon's location in Death Mountain. So if you happen to find Death Mountain early, you can't get past the first or second screen, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. and that was what's kind of really interesting about this game to me, too. It's very Breath of the Wild. Like I, having Being a person who only ever played Zelda has only ever played Breath of the Wild, um, and playing that, I was like, oh, this is totally the same. You go in the dungeons, you fight some things, you get your extra hearts, you move on. I was like, oh, this is so, it, it, you know, they've stayed true to that formula for sure throughout the years. Um, it's exciting uh, back in the day to discover a secret item or stumble upon a labyrinth entrance. You get that little jingle when you find something. Um, and th- no one's going to do it. JP, you're going to do the jingle? Whatever. There's some clues to help you advance, but some are pretty cryptic, which makes the game frustrating at times, especially in the pre-internet days where you had to beg your friends to tell you where the entrance to level seven was <laughs> and they weren't going to tell you. So you're often just running around bombing walls, burning bushes with the candle item, pushing blocks. You're just trying to make stuff happen. And again, with 128 screens plus all the stuff underground, I mean, it, if you're going to go the trial and error route, it's going to take you a while. I just couldn't even imagine. I only did anything in this game because of YouTube. I mean, like, <laughs> geez, I cannot imagine playing this game back in the day. Did stuff, uh, Alex and JP, did stuff come back to you guys? Like right when you started, you're like, oh, I think I know where one is or two, level two yeah, is. I, oh, try, yeah. I try to start pushing uh, rocks around immediately. Because oh, yeah. I remember that you, you do that and you burn other stuff. And uh, uh, and then I remember, oh, I have to get a bracelet first or I have to do this first. And there are ways, there are certain things I need to have before even go into the first um, you know, labyrinth or dungeon <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it took a lot. I, I, I remember very quickly that this is one of the first games where I actually remember the uh, farming for things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Ever in a video game? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Makes you sense. You need those rupees. Or That's right. <laughs> Ruples? Rupees? <laughs> rupees. I rupees. Think yeah. Rubles? That is true. You to get That uh, blue ring, right? So the, the yeah. blue ring that cuts your the damage you take in half, that's one of the first things I try to get in my playthrough. Yeah, yeah 255 rupees. You're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. rubies. Rubies? Ru- yes, rubies. Yeah. I thought so. At least the guy at the walkthrough that I watched, that's what he was calling yeah. it. Oh. I thought they were rupees. No, no rupees is rupees in, too, but it's, yeah, it says right there later rupees. games they call them rupees. Someone, can you someone look that up and see? I could have sworn that though. They okay. changed their story here. We're yeah. going to find out. All right, anyway. When you finish the game, like I'm sure we all did, there's even of a course. harder hmm. second quest that mixes up the dungeons, I mean, labyrinths and item locations. So yeah. there's like a master quest, which, I mean, this game packed in so much 
just in one quest, it's amazing there was a second one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I of course, got to that, but yeah, no, that's crazy. Little, qu- little Zelda quiz here. Do you guys, any of you guys remember how to get to the second quest without beating the first quest? Mm. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You enter Zelda as your name. Oh, oh really? yes, I remember yeah. that now. Okay, okay. Yeah. God, that was God. That, that'll bring back some memories. That'd be awesome right if your name was actually Zelda. You're you like, know yeah. someone actually Sweet. did that, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then of course well, you right away put in Link, right, to see what else happens. You know, nothing. Right. Happens. Robin Williams' daughter probably did that. It's like, oh hey, hey. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that until just recently that he's a he was a huge, huge Zelda fan, yeah. huge Zelda fan. Huge. That's why he named his daughter Zelda. Yeah, like then he played it uh, up until his death. He was playing it like with his daughter every weekend, like whenever he was home. They, they had you, the commercial. I think I showed right. you the you, commercials, you, you, right? JP, you just showed me the commercial. They were, yeah. They're both in it. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's talk about another part of the Legend of Zelda, which is awesome. It's the music. The game's music plays a huge part in uh, setting the adventure mood of this game. It was uh, the music was composed by Koji Kondo, who developed uh, some of the most iconic. I live. I live there. <laughs> what <laughs> at Koji Kondo? Koji Kondo. Is it a Koji Kondo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he developed some of the most iconic video game compositions of all time. Not only Legend of Zelda, but also Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three. Oh I wow! Mean, okay. Nice. Come on, who do, can't do, hum? Do, do, right. Do, yeah. Do, Everybody do, knows that. Do, do, do. My daughter was like, five-year-old daughter was like doing that the other day. I was like, geez. Yep. Uh, Mr. Kondo was also the first person at Nintendo to specialize in music composition and continues his work his work to this day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's that? That's like 30 years. That's awesome. Yeah. Love the music, though. I think it's really it's real upbeat in the overworld and kind of creepy and unsettling in the, the labyrinth. So good stuff. Do you guys dig the music, too? Yeah. Oh, was, I've always loved cool. that music. Yeah. Brings you back. Cool. So getting to the uh, launch of The Legend of Zelda. So Nintendo had put out a couple of Zelda commercials and you guys may remember those. There was one where some dude is in what looks like a jail cell. <laughs> so and he's running around going, but Zelda. Yeah. My buddy James to, uh, sent this commercial to me a lot during the week and, and it was just like the guy yells like Octonauts or something. I had just a bunch of the different names. Octorocks, yeah. yeah. Octorocks. Sorry. Octonauts Leavers. is a kid's game. Yeah. And he's like, I did that. That sound, that guy just yelling that gets stuck in your head. And it's, it's insane. Like, it, I have no idea what they it were thinking. It was a piece making. of performance art. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, I mean, there was a guy in a black turtleneck running <laughs> around the stage, you know, I'm looking like, very, you know, like. Yeah, uh, I like, thought as it was uh, maybe his SNL, uh, you know, audition skit. tape or something. <laughs> like, it's insane. But it was crazy. I remember talking about that commercial, it like, at school. So, obviously, it resonated. Yeah. But it has, like... Like who would even like storyboard that and show somebody no. and say this is going to sell Legend yeah. of this well, Legend of Zelda Adventure? What's interesting if you think it. about it, commercials how they've progressed over the years. That's how commercials are nowadays, where they just try to be as stupid crazy as possible just mm-hmm. to try to get in your memory and has nothing to do with what they're selling. So this is weirdly kind of a precursor to today's kind of commercial stuff. Like all the Geico commercials have oh, nothing yeah, to do with insurance. That's true. I was but, literally thinking but, of those. You know, every Wednesday I'm like, hey Mike, hey Mike, 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 Mike. Yeah. That's what day it is. You know, so like that those stuff just gets stuck in your head anyway. Yeah. I guess if it's something to talk about, then it's that there's marketing for you. Exactly. Uh, another Zelda commercial features two kids playing The Legend of Zelda. One does a Zelda rap. It's unbearable. <clears throat> we got it. We're going to include the audio from this one. Oh, I'm going to punch awesome. it in this, uh, yeah, yeah. this edit Let's, here. Let's hear it here, guys. Unless, uh, JP, oh, you want to wrap it for us. Oh, God, could, no. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> right, can't wait I, to Even hear I couldn't do it that bad. All right. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's, Levers, too. 
With your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Upon a release, The Legend of Zelda became a smash hit. It eventually sold 6 million copies, not to mention all the wow. digital stuff that it did in later decades. For sure. Uh, back then, it also dominated the top game charts in Nintendo Power. I just remember opening up every issue and saying, oh, it's like 1, 2, 3. is like Zelda, Mario 1, Mario 3, like every, yeah. like every issue. Yeah, that makes sense, though. In uh, 1987, the NES was just getting off the ground, and The Legend of Zelda, along with Super Mario Brothers, became the killer apps for the NES. Helped Nintendo revitalize the video game industry, which was having trouble, of course. Yeah. And uh, helped Nintendo dominate the 8-bit console generation. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sorry, Sega Master System. <laughs> well, I mean, as you as we can get into later, I mean, if you're looking for a game that's, uh, you know, uh, money ratio to, you know, play through to money ratio, this is it right here. I mean, oh, yeah. this you could sink, you know, hundreds of hours into this game and and, and still be having a good time. So yeah, I think this a lot of sense. game absolutely ages perfectly, even, you know, all these years later where I still want to wander. Yeah. And find things that I hadn't discovered so many years when, ago. So it's just, when we yeah. get to my playthrough, I will tell you one thing that doesn't age well about it. All right, uh, I can't wait. So the game would spawn sequels on every Nintendo system to date, and became a tentpole franchise for Nintendo. Uh, the games that I hear most as best Zelda games of all time are Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo, which is my yeah. personal, like my top three games of all time. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah, and I think James, that was one James said this one and do that one. It's so great. Mm -hmm. um, Ocarina of Time also on the N sixty four. And of course, Breath of the Wild. How can you forget that one? Like, that's just... So yeah, and, and like I said, coming into the franchise cold, man. That, that game is so much fun. And it's the same kind of thing, what I was just talking about with, with this NES one, is that, you know, you can just sink hundreds and hundreds of hours into Zelda. I'm so glad that they had the patch that came out later. You had to pay a couple bucks for it, but in Breath of the Wild, where it actually shows you where you've been. Uh, super before, helpful. Yeah. So helpful. Well, I haven't even been on this whole side of the map. Okay, let me yeah, go do or, that. Or I've already been to this cave 17 times. Stop going here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and that's why people back in the day. That's why we drew maps, like yeah, we, you know, just you had to know where you're, you've gone. Yeah. Um, I personally also liked Zelda Two on the NES. A lot of people don't you? count that <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> a lot of people don't like that because they they change the action elements to a side-scrolling game. I hate it. I just hated it. Let so me much. let me quote a, a a line from my buddy James, who said Zelda Two was a piece of ish that I'll defend to this day anyway because it's a mainline Zelda. Yep. So that's how much he's into <laughs> Zelda. Like he he's like this game sucks, but I will defend it to the death because it's a Zelda game. Yeah. It was it was an experiment for sure, but I, I dug it. So as we know, Zelda is a franchise. As a franchise, is crazy popular. Fans are everywhere. Yeah. And here, so here's just a couple of examples of Zelda super fans. Uh, there's a woman in Norway who has the largest collection of Zelda memorabilia. She has nearly 2,000 pieces. Wow, that's almost as much Zelda. as JP has <laughs> yeah, in true. his vault. Right. right, that's just his top shelf, 2,000 pieces. <laughs> right. right. Her name is uh, Anne Martha Harns. Uh, she hasn't changed her name to Zelda, so I'm very disappointed. <laughs> it's already taken. Yeah, Princess Zelda, right? First name Princess, last name Zelda. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a, a very dedicated streamer that beat every main Zelda game 100% on Twitch, which took over 500 hours. Uh, he also wow. runs a Zelda charity marathon, which is pretty cool. That's but awesome. That 500 hours. I love to see that stuff. I love to see that, you know, people are taking their passion and, and giving back in some way. It's so cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, and just in my circle, so my wife knows someone who had a Zelda-themed wedding. 
<laughs> and she calls you a nerd? Like, it's her friend. It's just not her. It's her friend. We didn't go, though, which is very sad. Like, I'm like, when did this happen? You know? <laughs> she probably kept you away from it on purpose. <laughs> I already have my sword. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I see people with Zelda tattoos just out and about. Like, I was at Target the other day. There was a girl who had a Zelda tattoo at the checkout register. I was like, yeah, oh, there you go. Because I wasn't into this game until, uh, or into Zelda until Breath of the Wild. I didn't realize how many Triforce tattoos I've seen in my life. But you see them all over the place. Oh, yeah. That and the uh, Deathly Hollows tattoo. If you know Harry Potter, those are those are big ones. I don't think like, I've. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I can draw it out for you. It's but you, once, once you know it, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have it. Yet. I don't have it yet. No, Alice in Wonderland is on his back. Got it. <clears throat> All right. So, well, but as popular as the Zelda franchise is, most of the Zelda conversation is focused on the newer games. So that's why I'm really excited that we decided to do this game. Yeah. Because I think everybody needs to go back and play the original. Yeah. I will say yeah. that this sells the Nintendo online service to me. There's oh, one, totally. There's a bunch of other games on there that I'm kind of like, ah, whatever. Like, or I can, but like this being there makes me want, made me sign up for the year. Well, I'm just really crossing my fingers. They add a uh, super NES and then they put, you know, link to the past. on there. Yeah. It'd be I'm great. I'm really hoping they yeah, do that. That'd be awesome. And you guys need to play that one next. It's great. Uh, okay, so that wraps up the history segment. And oh, now to right. help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts <laughs> about the, le- <laughs> the level. What? The legend of Zelda. <laughs> the level of Zegend. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we've made so many mistakes so far in this uh, episode. It's the 13th episode. It's, it's going to happen. So it's right? haunted. <laughs> Why didn't we do like uh, Ghosts and Goblins or something for well, our we got, probably would have been a good Yeah, one. we got to do that for. Oh, wait, that would have been a super episode. short episode. <laughs> How'd you guys do? Uh, terrible. Lost. Turned it off in five seconds. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dustin rage quit again. I, play, I played Zelda. What did you guys play? <laughs> right. Everybody would rage quit on Ghosts and Goblins. Number one, <laughs> yay for saving. Uh, Legend of Zelda was the first console game to feature a battery to save progress. Prior to this, as you guys remember, all console games had either had to either be played in one sitting or progress had to be saved by using a password, which we all loved. Hmm. You guys, yeah. yeah. Remember writing down a password wrong? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Why won't this work? Yeah. yeah. And there's some games, too, where the characters were really screwy. Like, I think, I remember Metroid had these, like, is that a lowercase g? Is it a small yeah. eight? Oh, yeah. This was definitely before people realized, you don't put I, I's and O's in passwords. Stop it. it <laughs> That's is, a, what, is that a true. one? Uh, I's and L's, too, sometimes. And L's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great um, nowadays because you just take a picture of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Castlevania 3. As long as your mom doesn't do it. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. R.I.P. Uh, Castlevania 3 and some of the other games, they, used, they went to a picture password. That was much easier because it was icon driven and all that. Mm-hmm. No more L's. Number two, we now know why our hero was named Link. So uh, Shigeru- He likes sausages. <laughs> <laughs> so Miyamoto shared in an interview with Game Cult that Link's name comes from the fact that originally the fragments of the Triforce were supposed to be electronic chips. The game was uh, was to be set in both the past and the future, and as the main character, he would travel between both and be the link between them. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. That theme would come back in Link to the Past, so, so he finally got to do, you know, fulfill his vision for gotcha. the game, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And there's a similar idea, too, where uh, Miyamoto wanted to put a character like Yoshi in an early Super Mario Brothers game, like Super Mario 3, Oh. But it was a bit early, and they did finally get to it later in Super Mario World. As so, a as a designer, as a as a creative person in in my uh, you know other parts of my life, uh, any good idea, it may be too early for that idea, but it'll it'll come through. It'll happen at some point. So you know that that's the kind of thing. Like it may not be the right time for that idea, but if you got a good idea, it, you can make it happen. It may take years, but you can make it happen. That's my little creative speech. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Someday we'll have more. I want to challenge this. I want to say this guy was also influenced by uh, Back to the Future. Was I it? mean, how do you come up with that concept? 
Back well, to the Future had already come out like two or three years before the game came out. Well, I, I don't. I mean, Back to the Future. There's all the, the mid '80s were rife with yeah. time travel stuff. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying he had the only idea, but the idea for that character to do it in that way, I think, is what I was going after. Okay, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. The more I'm hearing you guys talk, I'm like, this sounds like Back to the Future <laughs> or Batman, <laughs> right? Or right. Batman. That's correct. <laughs> And there's a character named Biff in Zelda 2, so that might be... Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. I'm just kidding. Nice. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I, I went for it. I oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I don't you must know. defeat the evil I don't Biff. know. I was like, I was like this guy, so this guy's Zelda. Who's he trying to save? So I, obviously, I don't know what anyone's name is. Right on. Number three. So in the Famicom version, you had to use your voice to defeat an enemy. What? So in yeah, in the game, there's level five. You guys might remember these characters. They're called Pole's Voice. No. They look like little hopping rabbit oh, head yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah, little yellow guy's ears and all that. Um, so the Famicom system had a microphone built into the second controller. So you would scream in the controller, <laughs> and that would kill the enemies on the screen. Oh, I'm sure parents love that. Yeah. <laughs> You're Late level five night. again. It's like that old Michael Jackson video where he just screams randomly for the last three minutes of it. <laughs> Too bad that didn't work on Battletoads. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You're breezing through the game. That's right. Screaming every five minutes. Um, so on the NES version, I think you use the arrows to kill him. Got it. Screaming won't work. Uh, number four. You scream anyway, though. This game! Yeah. But, the, but I do remember getting to enemies like that where you, you can't figure out how to kill them because it took a certain special weapon. So yeah. frustrating. For sure. Number four, there's a Legend of Zelda board game. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's like a... Is it 128 <laughs> boards long? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I came across a ton of Zelda merchandise when I was doing research, and I saw this board game, and I was like, wait a minute, it's, it's a board game for a game? Like, why don't you play the game if you're going to play a game? I had a, bo- I had a Pac-Man board game back in the day. I remember that with the yeah, marbles? With the marbles. Yeah. It was awesome. That. It was cool. So this was released by Milton Bradley in uh, 1988. looks pretty cool, too. You roll the dice. You advance through dungeons. You get to attack monsters with like a sword, you know, dice and stuff. Collect heart chips. Um, looks pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, they go for about 150 oh, bucks on ow. eBay, though. Yeah, and there's some that are even like getting close to that price range, and they're missing pieces too. Wow! Oh wow! That's yeah. crazy. I have two, one sealed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Number five. Shortly after the game was released in the summer of 1987, Nintendo asked fans to call a special phone number if they were the first to defeat Ganon. So this was published in an issue of Nintendo's Fun Club newsletter. That was uh, the predecessor to Nintendo Power. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then later issues, they, they published the first U.S. players to beat Ganon. One of those players, 13-year-old named Noah Hoffman from Bellevue, Washington, was the very first. And actually, the headline of the article said, you know, Noah Hoffman beats Ganon. Wow. That's cool. Yep. So I was, uh, like, before recording, I was sitting down flipping through my copy, and I was like, I wonder what happened to that guy. So guess what? And you guys know this, but for the audience here, we tracked Noah Hoffman down. <laughs> That's right. And not only did we track him down, but we recorded an interview with him earlier this week, and we were going to include that later in this episode. That's right. Yep. He's a great interview, and you'll learn how he got his copy early and why he was so hell-bent on beating the game. Super interesting. And one of the things that I was talking to him about, or at least asked him about, was you did this without modern conveniences. No internet, no magazines, no one at school is going to help you and hold your hand. So beating Legend of Zelda hard as it is, yeah. beating it with no help, yeah, I can't even imagine. That's crazy. Very yeah. difficult. Lastly, um, I know if I don't mention this, someone's going to say this to me. There was some recent news out there that a Minus World was discovered in the NES version of Zelda after 30-something years. Um, but I looked into it. It looks like the user had to modify the game code to find it. It's kind of like a bunch of garbled levels. So I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. But it, I think it takes a little bit of effort to get to it. It's not like it's just like a, something you could just stumble into in yeah. the game, like okay. a Mario minus yeah. 
world, so we're not going to spend any more time on it. Okay. And that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Legend of Zelda. All right. Thank you, Zach. Zelda. Stella. (laughs) All right. Stella, are we drinking? (laughs) Yeah, I wish. It feels like it this episode. We're all over the place. I I have not been drinking, but it feels like it. All right, let's talk about our memories of playing the Zelda Legend of Zelda back in the day. Uh, we collected feedback from our Twitter and Facebook by asking people to finish this question. My fondest memory of playing the Legend of Zelda is... And Alex, what our community have to say? Uh, Steve V says, Finally beating Quest 1 and exploring Quest 2, only to find out how hard Quest 2 turns out to be. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Christian R said, uh, Reading the manual... And Nintendo Power Strategy Guide over and over, wistfully pining for areas I'd yet to discover. <laughs> Neat. Uh, Brian E., my buddy had a birthday sleepover when the game first came out. We spent all night taking turns until we beat the game at like 4 a.m. Wow. That's wow. like, that's emblematic of like every Zelda fan, right? Mm, right. Play it till the sun comes up. And JP, that Brian E., we know him. That's the guy we met at the toy show. Actually, a few toy shows ago. He's a super fan, RoboCop super fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. So, Brian, if you're listening, <laughs> hope to awesome. see you in the nice. next one. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, he has a, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a RoboCop arcade, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's what he said. He's nice. huge RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to quote my too. favorite line from RoboCop, uh-huh. but it's not appropriate for this. No, that's podcast. the best one, man. Come on. <laughs> it ends with leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this one from Amanda S., wife of Keith S. No, uh, no not oh, uh, Keith Sweat. Come uh, on. I think we're still uh, we're tracking still him down to get him on the show. Help us, listeners. Yeah. Uh, Keith wears his Zelda shirt like every weekend. LOL, <laughs> <laughs> number one fan. Wow. She sounds super pumped about that, yeah, guys. Yeah. She sounds about a, as happy about it as Zach's wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Jerry R. Get, Get him, Jerry. Jerry. Get him, Jerry. Says, I remember getting excited when I would hear that chime when you unlock a secret passage. Yeah, cool. Mm. JP, has that go? Oh, what is it? Something like that. That's close enough. Tom approves. He's getting it off. Uh, Stephen T, uh, my uncle, uh, lending me his copy and his hand-drawn maps of the overworld and all the dungeons with every secret item found. Oh, that's so cool. That was an amazing summer. That's That's a hell of an uncle. (laughs) Yeah. I would have told him, Hey, figure it out on your own. You know, (laughs) it took me to draw this. Come on. I'm going to give this to you. Yeah. Uh, Give me 20 bucks, kid. Yeah. How much you got? (laughs) Go go mow my my yard. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jason L. Staying up late on school nights, burning bushes and wasting bombs on walls, trying to find all the hidden rooms. That's what I used oh, to do, but not in this. I'm not playing no? this game in real life. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. and playing Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was trying to find his way home. Uh, Devin T. Getting lost in the woods. In the lost woods. In the lost woods. Very appropriate. Yeah. Oh, that that's what I'm sorry. Yeah, getting lost in the lost woods. I misread that. That's yeah. Right. Uh, and our friend Tim Gadler. At Sega Master, Tim says, I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for the memories, Tim. It was, uh, well, it wasn't on Sega, right? It was right. Not Just on the Sega. Same, same, right. same thing as me. He was a holdout. He's I'm playing that. I ain't playing that garbage. Yeah, uh, so, this? Uh, beat it. I've, I've got something to share. Uh, my buddy James, we've mentioned several times, big Tetris guy. We've mentioned him in that episode, and mm-hmm. I've talked about him before. Um, he sent an email in where he talked about uh, this game. He said, it's easily the most influential game in his life. Uh, Street Fighter Two being a distant but important second. And Should he be says, first. And he says, hi, Zach. Hey. <laughs> so I think maybe we're going to have to ha- bring him in for that one as well. It's a seven-parter episode now. Yeah, Street exactly. become seven parts. <laughs> Classified as an action adventure, he said this thing invented the open world game. Yeah. You've just figured that out by getting the white sword before setting foot in a dungeon. That was a yeah. tip he gave me. Uh, oh, that's a good one. I, I yeah, usually don't get that until later. But yeah, you could find a couple of 
yeah. car containers early and then go, he that's, sent me that's he sent key, me a man. video yeah. he sent me a video yeah. and, and that's how i did it i went and got the five you get to, to five hearts cheater. and the white <laughs> cheater <laughs> whatever it's of course uh so he said he's played it all the way through dozens of times first and second quest had the map in his head completely all as a 10 year old oh wow um as i said earlier he talked about zelda 2 was a piece of ish but uh after um Link uh, after Link to the Past on SNES, every time a new Zelda game came out, it was the catalyst for him to buy a Nintendo system. The 64, the GameCube, the Wii, and the Switch. He bought those because they had a Zelda game on them. That was uh, uh, that's how I did that's it. The point. He said, yeah. "My gold Zelda cart is the only piece of his old Nintendo collection that he kept after all the moves. He still has the Tips and Tactics book. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I wore quote I wore a Zelda track jacket way past it being age appropriate." <laughs> 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 says on the internet zelda swag is still the crap that tempts him the most so he had sent me that commercial cool. and he said it's a, the most important game that he for his her, you know his background so wow. pretty cool. cool thank you james really thank you cool. james yeah, yeah he mentions cool. the tips and tactics book so we talked earlier about how you know miyamoto was afraid that u.s audiences would be you know scared off by the the complexity of this game so when zelda hit they also nintendo also put out a separate player's guide for zelda um, there was also that black Nintendo player's guide too, which you guys probably remember mm-hmm. yeah. that had Zelda maps in it. So they gave you plenty of opportunities to figure out where to go. All right. That was some uh, pretty cool memories from our audience. What about uh, our memories around the table? Obviously I have none. I didn't play back in the day. Sega household, as we've talked about hashtag. How about you, JP? What about your memories from back in the day? Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely have a lot of memories of playing this game. I've, I've always been a big Zelda fan. I even had the second one. I, you know, I never really played it that much. I'd go back to the first one because I hated the second one that much, but I still had it because that's how I'm a Zelda fan. I got to have Zelda. So, no, I just, I remember playing this a lot. I mean, I, I think I know we're playing it with my friends a lot, but I mainly m- more remember playing it at home by myself, like just trying to just, you know, you're just grinding on this game, trying to get, find these things, burning bushes, <laughs> blowing up walls, doing you're everything. You're doing you can what do. to the game? You're grinding, <laughs> grinding on the game. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with a little bump. Yeah, all right. Sorry. Carry yeah. on. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, that's yeah. not JP's Keith Swell. No, no, How no dare red. you squash my time? <laughs> JP's now red. Um, no, yeah, but I just I remember playing this a lot with friends by myself. I mean, it's just it's it was a great game to play. You know, I do remember beating it. I don't remember when or what I was doing or how whatever. I just remember beating it and just being like excited because it was like so much time was put into this game. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Alex? Uh, yeah, the same. I uh, remember getting the cartridge um, mainly because it was gold. Um, yeah. Just seeing it and it looking awesome. I think I remember seeing it some stuff on uh, Nintendo Power when it came out. But yeah, it was one of these games where you could, if you had someone sleeping over or whatever, like because you know we were all kids back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those games you could just play for hours and right. hours and yeah. hours. And like I said earlier, like it was one of the first games I remember um, farming for life, farming for. Uh, 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 not rupees. Uh, <laughs> I'm going rupees. Rupees um, <laughs> was really big. You know, saving up to buy magical shields, saving up to do things, um, was really huge. And especially uh, uh, trying to find it and collect a lot of things before you even go in to the first or second or third dungeon, uh, really helped out. So this brought back basically all the great things about being a, a, a Nintendo kid growing up uh, for me. Personally, uh, short of um, you know Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. By the way, I looked it up here. Uh, according to Zelda Wiki, Wiki in Wiki, the Legend Wiki? of Wiki Wiki, <laughs> in Legend of Zelda, rupees were originally called rupees, singular rupee, 
while they were called rubies in the game manual. So it's actually, uh, it is it actually is rupees. rupees. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thought so. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Zach, how about your <laughs> memories? All right. So I got a couple. Keep this short. Right. I got a couple. <laughs> I, okay. I will. I got a couple Legend of Zelda stories, short stories to tell. Uh, the first is how much uh, Zelda was a part of my after school mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys remember the Super Mario Super Show. Was a cartoon came on after school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yep. It had a uh, Lou Albano yes. as oh, yeah. Mario, yes. like yes. The, the, the wrestler, <laughs> which yes. was awesome. Yeah. But on Fridays, the Super Mario Super Show had a special episode, and they had a Zelda cartoon, mm. and it was kind of a cheesy take I on the series. Those. You remember that, yeah. Alex? Go, oh, yeah. So I guess he had some catchphrase too. God, what was it? It was like. Like, whatever, princess or something. Oh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, but it was kind of cheesy, but it was special because it came out on Fridays and it was like, you know, the feeling of Friday, running home from school. So I would make it in time to watch the show. So Zelda was pretty you have cool. Two days to play video games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I There is a, they put them out. I have it on a DVD copy, the old version of the, the cartoon. So you can get your hands on them. As for the Legend of Zelda game, um, I still remember fondly where I was when I first got my hands on it. So I was in Mr. Hansen's sixth grade class. Uh, I borrowed it. It's so vivid because I borrowed it from a friend, and I remember sitting in class and I'm holding the manual, looking at the images or the, the illustrations in the manual, because these illustrations, they don't look like, like just drawings for Zelda. They look like like um, animation cells from a movie. Right. Like an animated like movie Japanese or something. Anime or yeah. something. Right. What it looks it's just like, like yeah. there's a, was that movie a dragon um Dragon Slayer, the one that was a cartoon, Dragon Quest, Dragon or something Quest? like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's just it like, like you, I was reading it, going like, "Oh my god, like what am I about to experience?" I mean, yeah. it's really, really different. So my buddy let me borrow the game. He said, "Now, hey, be careful not to erase my game. So you have to hold in the reset button when you turn the power off, otherwise you could reset my game, right? And make sure you save first and then do that." Okay. So I brought it home and I was I, I started his game because he had a bunch of stuff, right? Because that's what you do. <laughs> Got to level five, and there's a, a room where you, you can get into it, and the door, normally when you kill the enemies in a room, the door unlocks. You guys, you experience that. In this room, you kill the enemies, these mummies, and nothing happens. And I didn't know what to do. So I was stuck in this room. I felt like I should call Tim Gadler. Be like, I'm stuck in a room, right? <laughs> so you're supposed to bomb a wall. But I didn't know that. I had no idea. So I'm stuck in this room. I'm too afraid to reset the game, because I'm thinking, like, you know, I see my friend's you know, voice in my head, don't lose my game. So I panic. And I don't know what to do. So I told my dad, like, I'm going to call my friend and ask him what I should do. Then I realized I don't have his phone number. So back in the 80s, I was going, I found the white pages. I was digging (laughs) through the white pages looking for my parents, my friend's parents' number. Wow. And then finally, I just gave up and I just hit reset. And then everything was was fine. (laughs) But the funny thing is that was, that story is such a product of the 80s because like, Like, you just look it up. Like, how do I get out of this room? Yeah. And, like, you, you're going to have your friend's phone number or hit him up on social media. Then it was like I was helpless. Yeah, right. Like, erase my friend's game and never let me borrow a game again. That's funny. <laughs> That's but great. It, but it blew my mind. The game absolutely blew my mind. All right, guys. Let's uh, talk about our playthroughs over the last few days. What was it like playing Legend of Zelda nowadays? How did you do? What level you get to? Where did you die? Um, I'm going to start this time because I'm pretty sure I did the worst out of everybody. And I think the Switch was part of the problem. Um, I did get a lot of tips and tricks from from James and uh, the internet, and I followed some playthroughs. Um, unfortunately, the Switch's layout is not conducive for this game. You cannot use the left finger trigger, uh, left, yeah. uh, uh, what do you call that? The uh, Joy-Con? Joy- joystick. 
Um, you got to use the buttons, but the oh, placement. The buttons are yeah, they're because they're 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 that. Well, it's they not like that. a normal D pad. They're yeah. separate, so you keep scrolling. And yeah, you don't have you a have pro controller. Use, I so I could not find my pro controller ah, to save uh, my life. So I'm like trying to struggle through this. The buttons were better. If you try to use the little joy uh, joystick thing, it sucks because your guy just ends up floating all over the place, hmm. and I just like run into cannonballs. So I'm yeah. trying to use it, but then I'm holding it wrong. So I would just die at the stupidest things, and it, I just kept getting frustrated at the gameplay, and I kept like ripping apart things trying to find my pro controller. So I got the, I did get the blue ring, I got the, the white sword, I got uh, up to five hearts, I got through the first dungeon, but that was it, man. I just wow, couldn't. really? I wow. just, and it was just a matter of the the setup I had. If I had, a, if I had, uh, my classic was disconnected. I was gonna mm-hmm. switch over to my classic, but it's been. Uh, well, I that's did. why I'm tempted to buy those. I think it's send it to all you guys. Where you, if you have the online account, you can buy the two pack of you know, original. NES yeah. controllers that work with the Switch. And that's I'm what really I really tempted done. to buy I, that. Now yeah. I, I regret not doing right. that or even breaking out my SNES wireless onto the Classic or something. Yeah, yeah the feel is important. Just, it was just a, a mess. I will say, though, that I had a lot of fun uh, because the frustration was just with the, the, the hardware I was on. It's not the game itself. Yeah. I did have a, a lot of uh, fun. I have no idea how I would have played this game without um, some sort of hints and help. Um, the, the manual, like it's very obvious why it's a 46 page manual. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. You get thrown into it. Um, what comparing this game to nowadays, and we've talked about that, like, Hey, Zach was very curious what I would think about this game as it kind of spawned the genre. Um, what I do like what they've done nowadays is they, all these kind of games, my favorite kind of games like Dragon Age Inquisition, Breath of the Wild, they kind of at least give you an idea of what you need to do to start. Um, even uh, there's a fantastic game that's not even in the same genre, but it made me think of it called uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm. And it, uh, the, that game is all it is is go beat twelve bosses and do a yeah. puzzle. Do yeah. by a basically a puzzle. You have to learn how to do the moves to jump up them and go around them. But that game and so that game is super simple. But it even tells you what's going on, right? <laughs> it, like it le- it at least gives you a little bit of an idea of why you're doing what you're doing and what's going on. All of the lore of this game was in the manual, and that's kind of a little frustrating to me because I because if you just put the manual aside, yeah. the game in and of itself doesn't give you doesn't for me feel like it gives you enough to hook you. You've got to read through the entire. There's manual a little first. bit if you did you see the scroll that happens when, yeah. if you let the, the uh, title screen go for a while. Yeah, I mean yeah. It's, there's some a bit. In Absolutely, there. it just. Uh, lot, I right. think something that that the later games like Dragon Age and all that thing they'll throw you into the game, but they'll give they'll do it as kind of like a t- tutorial, yeah. if you will. And this game, I felt like it was missing that for me. How, however, super fun, really interesting um, to learn the different mechanics of how you can beat different guys to get those heart containers. Really, kind of took me for me weirdly like reversely took me back to Breath of the Wild, right? Like I felt, <laughs> I felt like, hey, like this is familiar, like that newer game, right? <laughs> so um, overall, I enjoyed myself, but I just, I just had a uh, difficult time with the hardware setup. That's it. Um, how about you, JP? Let's go to JP next. Um, no, I, I had a lot of fun playing this game. I think one of the things I challenged myself with was, all right, how far can I get without using anything? You know, like looking up guides or looking up any of that stuff. Because I know I did that back in the day. But I was like, all right, how far can I get? And so I was just going around and exploring and just playing. And I played on my Switch as well, too. And I had the same problem you had. But um, it was it was a challenge, but I, I made it work somehow. And I just, I got to level five. Thanks, JP. <laughs> I, got to, I got to Labyrinth 5 or Dungeon 5. And then I had to start pulling out the help because I couldn't remember where certain things were. I mean, I knew where Dungeon 8 was. 
And then once I once I was pointed where number nine were done or um, Labyrinth Nine was, I was like, oh yeah, of course I remember being up there. But I found some guide or something I went through, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, I remember this. But it was just like the guide helped me. But going through on my own, I was able to get to five. And then after that, I'd use the rest of that stuff to beat the game. Oh, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JP. Wow. Okay. Well, I suck. I was tempted <laughs> to go through the second second round after that, but I was like, ah, I don't want to go yeah, anymore. Yeah, and you know what? I think I think <laughs> honestly, later. if I'd had any nostalgia for this game, I would have I would have suffered through it. I would have made it work. I think is probably what happened in your case. I just was just like, I'm so over like <laughs> screwing up constantly, and I know it. I know it's just the setup. If I could only find my deck pro controller, yeah. So, so it would have been a lot easier just to plug in your Nintendo Classic. I thank you. I yeah, well, I'm you idiot. know what? Or I'm for the idiot. big hits. We should all have original Nintendos. Like I've got plenty of you know cartridges. JP's Lord knows has plenty of cartridges. <laughs> so you know we could yeah we uh, could work. Can, you guys need to work on my wife to, so I can have a, <laughs> oh. uh, not like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can have a setup. Moving oh, okay. on, Alex, your uh, your your talk. Your well, playthrough. I, my talk. I get to. Uh, I actually plugged in my Nintendo Classic again, so that was nice. Um, Actually, when I was playing, I was thinking I wish I had a joystick. But no. now that you're saying that it wasn't that good, because my guy was going all over the place sometimes too. It was the D-pad was super sensitive or something like that. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? And so I would be thrown into um, whatever energy balls and, and other uh, enemies and stuff. So right. I had to actually take it a little easy on the mm-hmm. on the control of Link um, and sort of set it up to turn one way and then take my finger off of it and kill an enemy. Um, I did not have as many memories come back as I thought as far as like remembering where stuff was and how to do things. So I played, I think, uh, for about 15 minutes on my own, just wandering around and going into places and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after uh, I died the first time, I was like, okay, reset, and I'm going to pull up some walkthroughs on uh, YouTube. And yeah, there was no way I was going to play this game without seeing how someone did it the right way first and then go through it. which was why I collected a whole bunch of stuff, I don't know, for about a good 25 minutes or a half hour, even before I went into the first uh, labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got all the you got all the stuff, you right. know. Um, and so I finished the I finished all right up until uh, uh, level six. So I finished uh, level five. I went to level six, and I think I told you Zach before we started the podcast. I uh, on my Nintendo Classic, it was uh, getting a little late, and I was gonna save it. Or uh, or reset. I died. That was the first time I died in the game. Uh, I it, it took me until level six to get there, um, and those wizards uh, Man, took crazy. me apart. Dude, yeah, took me wizards. apart, bro. And my shield got eaten by one of those light lights. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. what is going on? I and I was like, dude, too. I was like, okay, I'm sort of like, I'm all right. And I died. And I was like, okay, do you want to save, continue, retry? And I was like, oh, I'll just retry it. You know, I'll give it one more shot. And it took me back to my previous save state. Which was uh, 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 after I passed level four, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with over, over it. Yeah. yeah, I think you could have used the rewind feature though on the I Switch. I don't know, right? I think, I, I think I there was a rewind. No, yeah. not on the Switch. I was on the, oh, classic. Oh, the, classic. On the classic. I think they might. I'll have, have to a, take a look because yeah. I just shut it off after that. I didn't turn it back <laughs> on, like, and then I, you know, I'm done. Go check it out. But uh, no, I love the game. Uh, like I said, everything came. Uh, it felt like like an old school. Uh, a Nintendo session where you could literally just pour hours into this thing. Oh yeah, Great. and uh, yeah, for someone that has uh, never played before, um, I would definitely have them do this and and experience the original. Uh, there's definitely some interesting things I saw, like 
yeah, you said it's a three quarter uh, perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then some some enemies are shot are, are are displayed from the top down. Yeah. And it, there's a weird mix of that in the game. You don't see in a lot of Nintendo games. Um, what else do I have here? I have a bunch of other stuff, but I think it basically comes down to like this was the first big world game where you could explore on your own. It felt like an an escape room. It felt like it was the first time where you could you know you had to to go back and kill multiple enemies to build up a resource to buy stuff. So there was lots of angles to this game, and yeah, if you were gonna buy, you know, two games for Nintendo ever, Super Mario Brothers in this game, and that's all you need. Agreed. Basically, yeah, right? for sure. Agreed. Yeah, amazing game. Yeah. All right, here comes our what? champion. What? <laughs> what Chicago. Do you, how how many times did you beat the game? Only once. Only once. Did, uh, so now we're gonna have to like, what's the what's the tiebreaker here? Well, I'll say that I anticipated this. <laughs> 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 so I finished it in about four hours. Um, I did it all by memory, with uh, one exception. I did I did look up the location of the silver arrows in level nine because I just I forgot which wall to bomb because you got to bomb one wall to kind of yeah. find your way into that area. Um, but I ended up getting all the items, um, and just in case we had a tie, I wanted to make sure I had something, so I also beat it without dying. <laughs> wow! Oh, really? Yeah. Wow! You are the worst. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was hard, and I didn't. And by the way, I didn't also ditch because there's also a thing where oh I'm about to die. Okay, so I'm going to pause it and then restart. I played it through without dying. Like if I was going to die, I was actually going to let myself die, and that was the end of the try. Um, I only used the medicine twice in the game, too. Oh, wow. Um, I also have a save file from about ten years ago where I beat the game with the wooden sword and no, no ring way. and no rings. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? It, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But the wizard, you want to talk about difficult? Oh dude, my god! One or two hits, part, dude. Literally. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? I was yeah. like, is this streets of rage? Am I getting bracketed again? I was like, dude. Dude, the, I feel the, like RoboCop. The, the I feel like that scene where I get shot <laughs> up and I was, you know, oh, that, the worst. That scene, the, that, I'm cringing just thinking. The worst that combo though is wizards, the like likes, yeah. and those bubble things that keep you from using your swords when they hit you and you can't use your sword anymore. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> the like likes and the wizard. That's it yeah, for me. It's crazy. I mean, dude, I spent 160 uh, rupees for this magic uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. shield. And I come out of, uh, I think, level five, and all of a sudden, the sea monsters hit me. I was like, what's going on? Like, did I suddenly not be, yeah. am I suddenly not cool? I still have the blue ring, right? Yep. And I realized, I was like, those, <laughs> Little tiny, those things, they ate they my shield. shield. SOB, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I spent another hour trying yeah. to get some more of those uh, coins so I could go It's tough. It's get tough. another shield, man. So without dying is difficult. You know, wooden sword, no rings is very difficult, right? Yeah. But that's actually not even the hardest challenge possible, by the way. I looked it up and there's people who have quote unquote beaten it without a sword. I've heard of that too. Yeah, you can only what? get two Ganon. You use the wand and bombs and, and arrows and stuff, but you do not use a sword. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then also you can do what's called, a, it's a three heart run, which would be ridiculous. No heart containers. Oh, jeez. So just, can you imagine just like one hit, you're dead, like no matter what. So that's ridiculous. My final point here, as far as experience goes, I played this game probably through 20 times. Like every single time I play Legend of Zelda, it holds up. This game is, is nearly perfect, if not perfect to me. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just brilliant. Yeah. Especially thinking back to when it came out, what was out. It's just, it's brilliant. How it changed the game. And how it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's and it plays cool. good, sounds great. Yeah, everything. What was the one thing you were talking about earlier that didn't hold up well? That just reminded me. Oh, so basically just trying being on that hardware. It's the game itself is fine, but that's it, what it was. What, you were yeah. just talking about the hardware. Okay. Yeah, it's I thought there was something in the system. game that didn't translate yeah. well like nowadays. Kind yeah, of thing. just trying to break out your switch and just play it straight up, I think is a, not a good experience. Gotcha. I would never do that again. Yeah. Um I absolutely would love I'm gonna continue to subscribe to that thing and love to find my 
dang pro controller and try it again because <laughs> um, it was just a, a, that's all it was an error i had a lot of fun doing it i was just frustrated myself that's yeah it. yeah all right listeners we want to feature your scores and stories in future podcasts make sure you share them with us you can find us on facebook and twitter by looking for at retro game guys or drop us a line to our email address retro game guys at gmail.com now let's bring in jp to talk a little bit about how collectors can get their hands on legend of zelda nowadays thank you dustin you're welcome What's happening under the table here? What's going on? We're playing footsies. Hey, oh. All right. So, collecting Zelda cartridges is pretty easy. Uh, You can get your hands on an original gold or gray cart for around 25 bucks on eBay. And that's a crappy version, in my opinion. You want the better looking ones, you're going to pay more if you want, like, non chipping gold or. While you're talking, I'm going to pull out one that I got on eBay this week. I'll show you how terrible it is. Okay, I got to see this. Uh, And then, of course, there are actually two slight differences between the ROMs on early and later versions of the game. Uh, Later versions of the game added a trademark symbol to the title screen and a warning on the save screen to hold reset while you hit power. Zach touched on this earlier. Uh, This helped you to keep your save from accidentally getting deleted. Just handed JP that cartridge I got in the mail. What is that on there? I mean, this the black the black being seen here. That's totally normal. That wear and tear. But what is this? What did they like use they, this as a Kleenex? Yeah, like they. <laughs> it looks like they. It looks like they used it to skate down their driveway. It's oh, like man. all scuffed. This is. I don't even know if that's scuffed. That's just like I don't know. I bet you, you wipe that off. It might come off. That's gross. That's, yeah. Why am I touching that? Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I got that on eBay this week, and you do. I, I should look at the picture a little bit better on eBay, but it looks like they used a gold marker to try to fix. Oh, the oh maybe that's what it is. Okay. That, yeah, that, that might. Be what so it is. Gross. God, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about actual cool ones, Mr. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't wipe it on me. Alex is wiping his hands on uh, Oh, my gross. God. My hands have been some interesting places, but uh, <laughs> this is uh, filthy. This that is like true. a bathroom floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had to be a gold marker. Somebody got busy in a Burger like. King bathroom. Yeah, this is... Uh, we're going to take a picture of this. This is and, outrageous. And, uh, post it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, there's also cart variations. There's the five-screw gold, the three-screw gold, and the three-screw gray cart. Oh, man. Uh, yes. And five screws versus three three screws we go. i know we're gonna bring school. that whole debate back in i know i know uh and there's some labels that have minor variations as well like different texts or nintendo seals uh this sty- this type of stuff is of course right up my alley <laughs> and of right. course to my knowledge i have all these variations loose and complete in the box at home wow yes nice. nerd <laughs> <laughs> i have no life that's true all right, so now for the crazy collectible of the week. Alex, All right. this here is your we segment. Go. Here we go. All right, I actually have two crazy collectibles this week. Woo-hoo, so right. two for the price of one. Good old twofer. Twofer. <laughs> <laughs> first, so, it's so a... So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I got the dad jokes for days. All right, first, it's crazy how valuable a sealed Zelda is actually worth. How uh, much is it? Yeah. This month, actually, somebody bought a pristine sealed copy of Zelda. It's actually the classic series, the gray carts, not the gold cart, but gray, still very cool, for about for three thousand three hundred and sixty. Oh wow! Oh wow! So, but, so that actually sold. That's not you yeah, know we talk about sold. we talk about eBay prices being seen, like yeah, 5, yeah, whatever 000, whatever, but nobody yeah. bought it. But somebody actually paid that, not even for the gold a gold version. Yeah, for the wow. gray version. Right, right. I don't wow. know how much. We, yeah, but that that's crazy. Why? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? But why not? I mean, why? I would, I would totally he would do, do that. that yeah. it's, if, if, I the, if I had the means, I would have a. Couple, I would probably have one of each sealed in really great shape. Well, then how how good oh. is it? Like you know, they're sealed. This one was what uh, rating wise? It was a so, nine point four rating. A very high. Yeah, but it wasn't that's a gold one. Wasn't the gold one was first, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
That's weird. Still, like sometimes the, the gray is actually considered more valuable because it's, there's, I think, less copies of that. Yeah. One. I don't okay, know. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Came out later. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, that was actually through the auction, auction site Heritage, Auc- Heritage Auctions, in case anyone was wondering. All right, second crazy collectible is a Zelda test cartridge. Ooh. I don't have one of these. I wouldn't mind having one of these. <laughs> these are actually yellow Zelda carts, so very close to this gold one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yellow cart that was used exclusively by the Nintendo Service Center to test consoles. Uh, no one is sure why Nintendo used these carts, as they were already special test carts that they were using for the test systems. I can and tell controllers. you exactly why. Oh yeah, some middle manager had some budget. <laughs> Being <laughs> in the corporate world, they're, they're just like, "What yeah. are we going to spend this money on? If we don't spend it, we're going to lose it." <laughs> Mike, I Mike know. Wants a yellow card. Let's make yellow carts for Zelda. But we already have cartridges for testing. It doesn't don't, matter. We need. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> this is a special. There's a reason. Look at my PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> I have a meeting, three meetings about this. <laughs> All right. There are a, a few of these floating around and they go for about $1,500 when they Whoa, do pop up. Yeah. Uh, apparently the board inside though is the same as the gold and gray consumer versions. So, so you're paying $1,500 for, for yellow. yellow. For yellow cartridge. Oh. Yes, but it's rare. So paint that one yellow and try to put it back up on eBay. Yeah, there you yeah go. this this one again is, is absolutely terrible. Did someone drive over this? And, <laughs> and so like, That is yeah. so bad. Why I, am I touching this? I, I, I don't know. Why did you purchase I'm, that? Well, I'm going I, it direct. Looked, I, it was late. I was just trying to buy a gold Zelda. Oh, so on you eBay. were really tired, so you couldn't see the bad picture. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah right. then that makes sense. This by the way, up. just so we know, um, now that each of us that touched us, we need to touch that. We need to go get shots after this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I just got tested. Is this the one that we're going to give away? For yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, we're not going to exactly. subject anyone to that. All right, <laughs> it'll go up on the wall of shame. Shame. All right, thank you, thank you, JP. You're welcome. Now it's time for our weekly retro game giveaway we've got a better copy <laughs> not yes, that do. one we do we've got an original gold copy of the legend of zelda from jp's game vault hand delivered to us by one of his security robots yes. it's one of those i think from uh, impossible mission yeah right? i so call him i call him tito and his friend puente what's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that tito puente uh, yep. wow dude nice. that guy rocked too oh, all right guys remember oh. if you want to win next time all you need to do is leave us a comment or share the podcast on facebook or twitter find us using at retro game guys zach who's our the winner this week Oh, let's see. This week's winner is Jamarcus Funkmallon <laughs> on oh, Facebook. I love that name. Yeah. That's it's, a great name. So we talked about him. I really. used to dance under that name in college. <laughs> yeah. He's the, I thought that was James Banana. If I'm not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Isn't that sorry. the name I, I saw you I, on the... I had, to, I had to change my name after an incident. So. You were on the episode of Donahue with that oh, name, God. weren't you? We're not going to bring I up the Donahue, are we? Oh, wait. Donahue who? Oh, Donahue boy. from the 1980s, that old talk show <sighs> host. I so, love yeah. the uh, retro game guys before recording were giving me a hard time because I have appeared not as a guest but in the as audience as a dancer as a dancer no <laughs> I have appeared on an episode of Donahue from the 90s <laughs> yeah uh, I have this on VHS somewhere I'm gonna have to get it out and uh, and dub it for you guys because uh, don't yeah. worry Zach has but a luckily VHS you have player I yeah, right luckily you, you have yeah. a picture of I him. have a picture of me carried and with you at all times yeah like folded in my backpack no it's just <laughs> on my <laughs> it's in my photo <laughs> library I will uh, tweet that out a picture yes, of me yeah. and Donahue yeah uh <laughs> Just about a year before his show was canceled, yeah. it, the episode was on uh, uh, guys who still live with their parents. <laughs> Great topic. Great. Topic. Half our audience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Oh, my God. Where were we again? We uh, fit in. Yeah, so Jamarcus, I fit the Donahue yeah, in, guys. What do you think of that? Fit Jamarcus, right in there. Jamarcus Funkmelon is our winner. Yeah. Yeah. Jamarcus Funkmelon. Yeah. So this is a guy again who sent us that awesome email. Um, but the what 
put him over the top was he also posted on Facebook when I asked for memories a hand-drawn Legend of Zelda map that he did in 1996. Hmm. He still has it framed to this day. Wow. Lots of detail on that map, too. He did a very good job. Congratulations, sir. All right. Thanks, Zach. Now it's time to play Zach's interview with Noah Hoffman. Earlier in the episode, Zach mentioned that we were able to track down the first U.S. player to beat The Legend of Zelda back in the day. Pretty interesting stuff and a neat interview. And stay tuned after that because we'll wrap by revealing our next game of the week and our retro game guy rankings. So take it away, Zach. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) No, this actually isn't the interview. Now here it goes. So hey, Noah, thanks for uh, being a part of the Retro Game Guys podcast. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you. So I was doing a bunch of research for upcoming Legend of Zelda episode. And uh, I came across this old Nintendo magazine called Nintendo Fun Club, fall of 1987. And this, of course, was Nintendo's first fan newsletter before Nintendo Power. And I saw this article, this headline that said, Noah Hoffman beats Ganon. And I was like, that's interesting. Who's this Noah Hoffman guy? (laughs) So uh, can you tell our audience uh, why Nintendo called you out specifically? Yeah, let's see. So I had the Fun Club uh, newsletter from the first issue. And I think, I don't know if it was the previous issue or two issues before, but they basically like were hyping up the new Zelda game that was coming out. And there was a contest, like, be the first to beat uh, Legend of Zelda and call yeah. us in. And uh, so that's how I heard about the, the contest. Uh, you were, what, 13 at the time? 12, 13 years old? Yeah, yeah. Third, awesome. I think I was 13, maybe 14, but I'm going to say 13. Yeah. <laughs> and were you a big Nintendo fan back in the day like I was? Or w- were you more of a casual no, no, I, I was what uh, we used to call like a total idiot growing up. So like, uh, you know, had uh, I, uh, Atari, the Intellivision, ColecoVision, Vectrex. I mean, I look now at being a parent, oh, and like, I can't believe my parents bought me all those consoles, <laughs> but uh, they did. And um, so somehow I had heard about the Nintendo in Japan because it, it was already out there mm-hmm. and it was going to be coming out in the States. And I was like unbelievably excited. I was talking to my parents about it and I don't know what had changed at that point, but they weren't going to get it for me. So um, I remember I was a comic book collector. Uh, I had a huge collection, uh, thousands of comics. I had like X-Men number one, some things that today would be quite valuable. And I basically sold my entire collection so I could buy the Nintendo. And I remember being super excited. I remember articles about Excitebike and some of the early games. And there was a robot. I don't remember the name of it that came with the game. Yeah. Showing the ma- yeah, showing the magazine to my friends at school, and everyone was just like, yeah, whatever, right? And no <laughs> one got it. Um, yeah, and it's funny, because to this day, like, I don't think my parents appreciated the the value of the comic collection, because I took it to the local comic store I used to go to, and they totally just took me for a ride. They were like, we're not going to look at your comics unless you agree ahead of time to whatever price we're going to give you. Wow. Right? Wow. And I'm like 13, so they, they totally yep. took advantage of me, and, and that, that still wow. stings just a little bit. But uh, yeah. It's really interesting that you say that, because I had a similar experience, not to get too deep into it, but in my local comic store where I, I was doing some deals with them when I was young, and I remember feeling very odd about it, like, you know, like something wasn't right. You know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, maybe they, <laughs> maybe some of these stores just took advantage of small kids, and so uh, well, where'd you, you grow up? Maybe it was the same store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could have been. Well, we do live very close to each other here in the Bay Area. So, yeah, maybe that was the case. So you got your Nintendo early. Sounds like you were an early advocate. So how did you get your copy of Zelda? You must have got that uh, early as well, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think I, maybe I got the Nintendo even from Japan. I don't remember. I mean, it's a long time ago. For the Zelda game, uh, I grew up in those years in middle school and high school in Bellevue, Washington. So Nintendo was just next door. 
And one of my friend's dads worked for Nintendo. So I was able to get a copy of it like a day, maybe two or three days at most before it came out in the stores. So I had sort of a leg up. Wow. Yeah. And by that time, like you said, you'd been reading about this. It's hyped up. You're excited. And here you are now holding this gold box. You must have just been pumped at that point. Yeah, completely, completely. And I already knew about the contest. And in fact, we were going on a family vacation somewhere. I don't recall where just a few days later. So I think I pretty much like stayed awake 24 seven trying to get <laughs> it. And I remember I remember finishing the game like, you know, within an hour of leaving for the airport. Wow, that's that's incredible. So what was it like playing Zelda for the first time for you? Do you still remember that experience of popping it in? And was it different than the games you were used to playing? I mean, you mentioned, you know, things like the Atari and stuff. It was very different, at least for me at the time when I played Zelda, it was nothing like what I played before. No, not at all. Uh, one of my favorite Atari games had been Venture. So I suppose that might have been the, the, the closest similarity. I mean, I was a super nerd back then and into fantasy and Dungeons and Dragons. And like mm -hmm. the game just spoke to me in, the, in that sense. Um, yeah, I remember I, I, when you uh, contacted me, I went and I haven't played the game in, you know, since probably then maybe. So I went <laughs> online and was looking at some videos and things. I was like, it all came back to me. And yeah, it was, it was, it was just completely different, right? It was a free form open world game. Uh, nothing had been like that before, you know? Uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely exciting. Going back to your completion of the game, which, which I think is so impressive. I mean, the clues were a huge part. The secrets were a huge part of this game. Right. And I remember clues being passed between friend to friend in schools. And so many people say, well, I can't find level seven, or I don't know what bush to burn to find level eight. I mean, there was just so much of this in the game yet somehow you were able to navigate all of those, those secrets and find the required amount of weapons and everything to get to the end in a very short period of time without the internet, without the help of any friends, and certainly without the help of any magazines because the tips hadn't been right. published yet. So do you remember anything giving you a lot of trouble or were you just, just you know, moving along through the game? Man, are you, uh, I, I was thinking about this ahead of time because you, you know, sort of given me some things to think about for this. And I went and looked up some of the things that had been difficult, like finding Dungeon 789. And I remember, yeah, I do remember being frustrated. And I remember wandering around the world, just like trying everything. And I remember there was sort of, uh, there was definitely a period where like, I remember bombing everything and pushing against every tree I could find. And, and um, I think it was just like, trial and error until there was just nothing left to be tried and you know just happily stumbled upon the right answer um if there had been some clue that led me there yeah i, I don't remember those details at this point yeah yeah some of the clues I, are pretty cryptic i do remember just like pushing everything i could and just yeah. trying everything and being really stumped for for you know hours and periods of time there's uh, one um, item you get in the game the blue candle which is early in the game where you can burn a bush but only one you can only use it one time per screen then you have to leave the screen and come back in and uh, later on you get one uh, a red candle where you which you can use at any you know any number of times on one screen uh -huh. but but i do remember as a kid you you walk into a level or walk into a screen you burn one bush because you think you're going to reveal a staircase or a secret if yeah. nothing happens then you have to exit the screen come back and then burn another bush and there could be and probably 30 be of them. monsters right right uh, right yeah yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is, uh, it's amazing that you were able to find all those secrets in that short period of time. How much time did it take you? I mean, you, you talked about you were kind of up against this vacation schedule. Was this a matter of hours or days or? I think I probably finished it in three or four days. That's my memory. Wow. Yeah. 
Was there anyone that was sitting with you while you were playing it? Did you have a oh. sibling or? Nope. No? Nope. All me in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you finished the game. What was that like? Yeah, I remember it took quite a few tries. Uh, I do remember that. And then I remember, especially with the uh, impending departure time, like just being super excited and like getting on the phone and calling Nintendo right away. Uh, <laughs> and then they asked me how what happened. That's how they confirmed that I'd beaten it. <laughs> and they were, I, you know, the, the, again, 30 something years ago, like my memory is a little fuzzy, but I kind of remember them being like, yay, that's great. And like, you're going to get your name in the newsletter. And that was it. And I remember being a little disappointed, like no, no t-shirt. No, nothing, wow. just my name in the newsletter. That being said, now I think having, you know, I have a copy of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I searched it out many years later and found one on eBay. Like, I think it's the coolest thing ever to have a copy of, like, that newsletter. Absolutely. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm pretty psyched on the prize today. <laughs> I, I'm really fascinated why they didn't give you an office tour or something, you know, right? because you were, especially because you were right there. You could have right? just strolled something over. Like and, a trophy, yeah. uh, some, some memento. Yeah, it didn't even give you a digital watch, you know, which yeah. we talked about in one of our previous uh, podcast episodes, how some game companies would ship, you know, little prizes off. And yeah, they didn't even give you yeah, that. Yeah, for a 13-year-old, so. it wouldn't take much. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, that's good. So you ended up being the first U.S.-based fan to beat The Legend of Zelda. Did you know that when you called in, or was that wasn't until it was published that you went, oh my gosh, I'm the first? Um, I, I think that was implied through the contest. Uh, but I think, yeah, once I saw it in the newsletter, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm actually the first. (laughs) You got the headline. Yeah. I I remember as a kid, just, you know, anything, anything in Nintendo power was exciting. I can imagine seeing your name in it. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember getting it every, you know, every month getting it, just reading it back to cover front and yeah, I couldn't, you know, I was just super into it. So did you go to school and bring it with you? I (laughs) must've. <laughs> I doubt anyone cared. <laughs> yeah, so, so like I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. Zelda had gone main, or Nintendo had gone mainstream at that point, so kids at school must have must have known about it. But I don't. Re- I don't remember anyone caring. So you mentioned. Um, by the way, I I care a lot. I'm sure there's people that still will care a lot. <laughs> it might be a surprise <laughs> to you, but it's it's cool. It's a part of history, and and uh, we talk a lot on the podcast about how these games they're a product of their time, right? That. Mm-hmm. You can play The Legend of Zelda today or any, you know, retro game for that matter, and you're going to have one experience. But playing so many years ago when you didn't have the internet to lean on, all your friends were playing it at the same time. I mean, it was it was kind of a different feeling, you know? Yep. And that's what's so exciting about this is that you were a part of history of the game. You finished it without the conveniences of today. And, and it, so it's exciting to hear those stories. Yeah, and, and, and having you reach out to me sort of, you know, and going back and doing some, I guess, research on it just made me appreciate, yeah, like, I guess I am a piece of the history of it. That, that's, that's, I'm proud of that. And, and even before that, I would, you know, there's a great party story, so I would tell my friends and stuff and, <laughs> and when, when it was appropriate. And uh, I just yeah. joke, like, you know, you can never revoke my geek card. It's like my permanent right. badge. <laughs> you do have a permanent badge. When you go back to that issue, and I actually, I have, luckily have both of these issues, the one where they called out for the who could beat Zelda first time and also with your name on it. And it's just, it's so small time. The first newsletter is only a few pages. I mean, right. this is it's, really, it's, it's, it's tritone, right? Black, white, and pink. And that's it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah it's definitely when it was in its infancy. And, but what I loved about it was the kind of the high touch relationship with the fan base, you know, mm-hmm. it was just very much, I mean, and they, yeah, they weave that in and we try to have some of that spirit in our podcast as well. So not that we have that many fans, but <laughs> we're close to it, but it's, it's, uh, I love that. at a time. 
There you go. There you go. We'll add zeros over time. So when was the last time you actually played Legend of Zelda? Probably not since I beat it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you're going to have to let us know if you ever pick up a copy. Right. <laughs> play through it again. We would love, we would love to see, you know, how long it would take you to finish it again with no cheats <laughs> or anything, right? You wouldn't get Probably that. Probably a lot longer, again. right? <laughs> <laughs> so do you still have a, any, do you have a, a Nintendo entertainment system or a cartridge or anything left from those early days? Nothing from those early days. No, just the newsletter that I bought, you know, many years later. Well, I am extremely biased, but I think everyone should own a retro console. So they're <laughs> easy to find, especially you, Noah. You should definitely have a, a gold Zelda cartridge sitting on your, I, you know, on your workstation there. I really should. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, we hope to help share your story. And, uh, you know, we're talking about Zelda all week long. We're going to be, you know, do, uh, dedicating a whole podcast episode to Zelda this weekend to share with everybody next week. I'm really excited to, to get your story out there. Um, so what are you up to today? What's, what's uh, going on in your world these days? Got a bunch of stuff. I mean, I have a three-year-old son and a wonderful family. So that's first and foremost, uh, I'm an engineer on Photoshop at Adobe. So I've been at uh, the company a long time. It's a really fulfilling career and, uh, I'm a lifelong musician. So, uh, I am a dance and house music artist and producer, which I do on the side. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your family and your career. And we have many things in common, being a musician myself and a graphic, I'm a graphic designer by trade many years ago and got into marketing and stuff myself. So I'm sure we could talk about a lot more than Zelda. Yeah, we might have to uh, when we end the interview. <laughs> so uh, anything else about those times? When you think back to those years, any fond memories of not just Zelda, but playing Nintendo games in general that you kind of reminisce about? I just remember how excited I was about the whole thing, you know, the, like I think Excitebike was the first game that I remember where you could like design your own le uh, levels. Um, yeah, I like video games were just my thing back then. I spent all my free time at the arcade. I think the only time I really got truly grounded at that age was uh, like my parents were out of town and I sneaked off to the arcade when I wasn't supposed to. Like that was that was my definitely my home away from home. So just all of that stuff was, was definitely a huge piece of my life. That's great. So one question I like to ask everyone we interview is, what's your favorite game of all time? I might know the answer already, but I'm going <laughs> to hope I get <laughs> No, I, I thought about that, too. I think yeah. there's maybe two. For newer games, I've loved the Uncharted series. I think they've just been fantastic and incredibly immersive games. Uh, but I have a soft spot in my heart for combat, the uh, Atari 2600. Just the simplicity of it. In college, we had one. We would settle all our uh, house disputes with games of combat. It's just like, it's just so pure. So I'm going to step away from the video for a minute. Those who are just listening to this podcast won't see me do this, but I'm walking over to my game shelf and I'm looking for combat here because okay, I do want to show you on video, but I do have two different versions of combat here. You, I don't know if you can see this or not, but oh, this yeah. is the one, this is the one that I remember and many people remember. It's a combat cartridge yep. with a hand-drawn picture on it, but I just recently well. I'm connected with a, a gentleman on, on Twitter that's a Atari expert and uh, he let me know that this here, so what you're, what you, I'm showing Noah here is a, a cartridge of combat. This is combat and a zero one on it. It's all just text, no picture. This is the first run of the game. So no photo. Oh, super and cool. Just, yeah. And, and there's even like variations on the coloring and everything like that. So, but uh, yeah, this game just one of the best two player games back in the day. Was it not? It really was. Yeah, and you know, I'd, I'd always want the small planes, and, and then it gets stuck with the big fat planes. You know, like right. yeah, yeah you're just toast. Yeah, we 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 would. Uh, it was all about like the bouncing tanks. Oh, uh, there you go with the bullets would bounce around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, you know, 
your combat to Legend of Zelda. What a you know advancement in technology in just a, a short few years. Right, right, and and I mean, look at the games today, and it's it's pretty mind boggling what what they can achieve. We played uh, Tech Mobile in our last episode, and I'm thinking, wow, Tech Mobile to like Madden games now. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, it's incredible, it's incredible. Well, so uh, Noah, anything else about your Zelda story that you think uh, our audience would like to hear? Oh man, uh, I. I just think it's really cool what what a life it's taken on of its own, you know, uh, completely separate from me, of course, just like with all the sequels. And I mean, uh, I, I'm uh, almost afraid to admit here that I haven't played any of them, but I've <laughs> seen them and I, I don't uh, like they've really just become a, it's such a beautiful evolution of the game. And I know people speak so highly of them and um, I'm not gaming much these days because my interests have just been elsewhere in life. Mm-hmm. Music is uh, mostly where I spend my free time, but uh, I will say I'm really looking forward to when my son is old enough that I can start playing games with him, and Zelda will will absolutely be part of that uh, lineup. That is excellent. That's excellent, and I can you know tell you from experience here. I've got a five year old uh, and a three year old, um, and my daughter, my five year old daughter, we started to play Pokemon games. So the, the latest Pokemon game on the Switch, the Pokemon Let's Go, uh, mm-hmm. the very simple game, and just mm-hmm. seeing her figure out puzzles. You know, she leans on me for tips once in a while, but sharing that together, I mean, it, it, it is such a magical thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I bet you're going to have a blast. So, Definitely. And of course, and if he comes asking, you know, for how a tip on how to get to level seven, don't just don't tell him. You say, hey, I did it with you guys. <laughs> the old yeah, man. I, don't know, trick, I, right? can't, I can't remember. Right. Sorry. I did it without it. You could do it without it. Yeah. <laughs> just bomb every oh, wall. I'm sorry. The, the internet's down for the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> bomb every wall right on so where can people find you and know if they have additional questions for you uh best place is probably either my website soundsofnoah.com or noah at sounds of noah my music site uh also sounds of noah facebook instagram all the social media stuff excellent excellent we hope to put those links out so people can find you listen to your music and i'm excited to listen to your music as well um, and it was really really awesome talking to you today Noah. I, i'm so excited because again you know this this is me just you know, with my newsletters, you know, digging through these, looking for any interesting tip on Zelda. And I just, again, see her name and I'm thinking, wonder what this Noah Hoffman guy is doing today. Oh, so it's, it's, I was it's, totally thrilled to get the email from you. This is great. And I'm excited that you know, we live close by. So, you know, maybe we'll, we'll share a beer one of these days. Yeah, I'm down in San Jose for work twice a week. So it's very possible. Well, Noah, thank you very much again. And uh, we will chat very soon, hopefully. Uh, my, my pleasure. Take care. You too. All right. Thanks. That was great. Uh, that was yeah. such a neat interview. So so glad you were able to make that happen, Zach. Thank you very much, Noah, for taking the time to talk with us. Um, I love this kind of stuff. You know, you just see something in a magazine or whatever, and it's like, hey, what would happen to this guy? Let's just go find out. Oh, yeah, for actually, sure. And you really actually cool. reach the person. Like when we talked to David Crane, like, wonder if he has anything interesting to say. Oh, wow. He actually yeah, so, got back yeah, to so us. You're becoming quite the uh, private investigator. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I, I want to... Ro- regular Robert Stack. I, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 I also want to second what you told Noah. I hope he doesn't uh, give his kid any tips and tricks. Yeah, <laughs> right. I won't, I'm not going to do the same right. thing. I'm just going to be like, no, here you go. Here you Have go. fun. Right. 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 Just right. Throw it on the ground. Yeah, no manual. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, too, he did mention that he didn't have a copy of Legend of Zelda, which was like, you know, really eye-opening. Weird. So I would like to share with everybody here that we 
we are going to get you, Noah, a copy of Legend of Zelda as there well. So I'm going to contact you to get your info, and we'll I get that we over to you. I think we have one on the table. extra one lying around. We'll also include a bottle of Lysol. Lysol, that's dating We actually like this guy. So we'll give him a we got your real copy. But seriously, Noah, thank you so much. It was fun, and hopefully our audience digs it too. All right. Now it's time to reveal what our next game of the week is. And uh, I'm going to be doing the reveal this time. Um, we've been doing a lot of Nintendo stuff. I want to take it back to a system and, and games that I've actually played. And I'm going real old school and kind of a little bit obscure, but it's got some re- kind of neat history to it. Pong. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> very, not very obscure. Very, very obscure. <laughs> no, Pong's not obscure. Uh, this game, Moon Patrol yeah. for the Atari nice. 2600 is also out in the ar- uh, arcade. Moon um, Patrol. It is one of the first Patrol games. Patrol in it's, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, but it's it's kind of Battletoads in some sequences that you got to know the jumps. Oh. Um, it's also th- credited as the first game to introduce, introduce parallax scrolling. So kind of oh. interesting history there. We'll talk more about Fancy. this next time. Um, uh, I think you guys will have a blast. This is kind of getting way away from what we've been doing. Um, I think it's a good palate cleanser uh, to move on to some new episodes after that. Sure. Yeah. This is the first game, too, that I remember playing in the arcades where you have to seriously pay attention to multitasking, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm shooting rocks, I'm jumping, and then these stupid things above me, yep. are co- I'm trying to shoot above me at the same time. I so. have a confused look on my face, so I'm just trying to absorb as much <laughs> yeah. as possible right now. You got, you've, there's, there's sequences where you have to time your shooting because your, sh- your gun only goes up and, and forward at the same time. Oh, yeah. You got to time your shooting to destroy the rock in front of you, kill the ship above you, and jump that over the sounds familiar. Pit. I want to say that uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, I've played it before. It's available... Uh, uh, you on, probably have. It's yeah. available on every system too, which is kind of neat. The arcade version. <laughs> and emulators? Uh, it's of course on emulators, but you don't even need to emulate it. It's available for a few bucks on every system. All right, so let's wrap up with a recap of this week's Zelda rankings. In fourth place, because the Switch is not made for this game. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, JP the, uh, did I it. I used it on the Switch and well, I beat the game. So. Oh, wow. Oh, put hate, the sword away. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> put the sword down. Uh, that would be me. In uh, third place. That's me. No, I was just saying right now. It's me. <laughs> if uh, yeah, I had saved place, my game right. correctly, if, yeah. I would be. And learning right how to hit save. The, Reset first, right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Alex. Yeah. Uh, second place. Just kind of barely beating the game. Not even that cool. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is how a big deal. You. This is a big deal because JP's got fourth for how many times in a, a row? Lot. Yeah, a lot. No, this is his second on, ever only, and we'll get to that in a second, second only uh, time that and he's he got And he did on like one of the most legendary NES games ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, I'm actually super uh, uh, surprised that he got through level five without looking, but I, oh. you know, he's played it back in the day, but that was pretty cool. That sounds like a challenge, man. <laughs> he's calling you out. Uh, yeah. He's sad because he's g- not going to get second place in the overall rankings. There's I think some now, salty right? tears yeah. coming yeah. from that side of the I'm table. Climbing. I'm, I'm actually really mad. Uh, and in fact, Alex's tweeting kind of was part of why I gave up. Well, what's because up? I was trying to get set. Sa- I wanted to get second alone this week. Uh, and when I saw like some of your was pictures, I was like, forget it. I was like, dude, I got this. Forget it. I'm not going to get this, there. Dude. I'm not going to get there. Bro, if it wasn't for me not saving it that one, I was... I was prepared to go all night and and beat the game. Yeah. But as soon as I uh, I messed up, I was like, mm, right. forget it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and of course, right. taking home the Alex tro- was prepared trophy. to go all night. I was <laughs> prepared to go <laughs> all night. Remember, everybody remember that. Yeah. All night. Uh, and of course, number one again, taking our home our trophy, Mr. Zach. Thank you very much. The, Thank you very much. For the twelfth time. Third. Yeah. Twelfth time. So you're saying that now though, with Moon Patrol on deck, I'll smoke you all. Ooh. I'm, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. All right, really? let's throw it down. I'm it was funny. Do we want to? Uh, put <laughs> was, oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that in front of Zach. I, no. Zach, 
Zach, you can go ahead and win this All week. Right. Just, Sounds just good. take it easy. Um, okay, so overall rankings, yeah, for the second time, JP, uh, second place, uh, which is only the only other one was uh, yeah. episode one, Mario Brothers. Wow. <laughs> so you've, this is like 12 episodes that you weren't, you've That's been awesome. in either third or fourth. Um, so that this uh, dropped me down to out of the second place tie. So Alex oh. is now taking over yeah. second place. Uh, Triforce so 45 <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about Zach's rankings but I, Alex has 45 points Dustin uh, has 43 and JP 34 alright All right. All right. that means Moon Patrol is kind of a big game guys it's kind of a big deal it's an yeah. important game now. no 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 take it easy guys it's fine you, oh, okay. guys, won't, you sure. guys won't have any yeah, issues that's with right it. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have for our Legend of Zelda episode we hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to dive head first into a black hole looking for an old man with a sword <laughs> for the retro game guys Zach, Alex and JP I'm Dustin saying game on until next time friends the opinions and views expressed on the retro game guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers